The following program is a podcast1.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Did you eat some of your eggs? Yeah, I can't believe you only got one order for yeah. both of us. Never met someone that copied me while my breath Hi, everyone. We are back with the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. And we are here again at Podcast One. Very excited to be recording from Beverly Hills. Very bougie. We got Kevin as our producer. He's looking so cute in his collared top. Cute, Kevin. So cute, Kevin. Yeah, very cute. So I just wanted to thank you guys for subscribing and rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes. Uh, we love to bring you free content every week, and it really means a lot to us when you review and rate us and give us five stars. Only five stars. Yeah, Michael, everyone's got it. You've literally, like, you've been a pest about it. He's so annoying. Um, well, I'm not going to ask for ones, you know. Well, yeah, we're ask for we five. know everyone everyone's noted that so um last week was really fun we got a little buzzed up as you can tell with uh jordan and the bare naked cucumber here and today we have a special guest but we're not going to tell you who it is until 20 minutes in i'm so excited you have, it, you have a stopwatch you're going to time yeah. it exactly? No, Kevin does. Kevin's going to show me a 20-minute sign. And he's going to be talking health and wellness and fitness. But we're, we're going to like get deeper than just like, how do you lose weight? Because that's boring and you just can Google that. Speaking of Taylor and the Bare Naked Cucumber, he thinks that he's um, Instagram and Snapchat famous now. Yeah, he has 16 followers on Snapchat, which... I, mean, I see him creeping around the office when he's supposed to be working, uh, doing selfies and putting Snapchats yeah, out and he's world. one of those weird ones that does the filters too much. Yeah, you know I was like, I mean? maybe think about changing your name um, to something else other than Tales You Die. Yeah. It might be a little off-putting. Yeah, Tales You Die is probably not going to get you a lot so of So we traction. had some interesting feedback on the new intro. I love it. I think it's, uh, I think it's awesome. Some people miss the old one. Most people like the new one. There was like two people that missed the old one. I don't miss the old one. You got to evolve, though. No. I think evolving is important. If you're, I can't stick with the with the old stuff all the time. I constantly have to be evolving, and that includes the intro to the show. My favorite part's when it says "fantastic" about you. Oh, I thought you were going to say when it says "you're a smart cookie." Yeah, you, uh, you love I am stuff a, about. I am you. a smart cookie. Mm, that's debatable. I don't know if that's what I would have picked, but like, I, it's grown on me now. Okay, well that's great. So today we just did another person's podcast, which was really exciting. Mike Cernovich, he's on iTunes. He's one of my favorite podcasters. He is so savvy and um, just really smart when it comes to the internet world. And that will be up on Monday morning on his podcast. So make sure you're subscribed to him. Michael has read his book, Gorilla Mindset, and just fell in love with it. And from there, I kind of just fell in love with his podcast. Yeah, I really liked Gorilla Mindset. It's all about like self-talk and uh, mental toughness, which we, we've touched on a little bit. But he's also built an online internet presence, more geared towards males, but now uh, catering a little bit towards females. And it's funny because I fell in love with his book and thought it was really awesome. But Lauren fell in love with his podcast and turned me on to that. So we did his show today. It's a little bit more business oriented, which I really liked because I got to get really deep into some business stuff. So yeah, it'll be out on, uh, or I think it came out yesterday, Monday. So when you get a chance, check that out. And um, Mike Cernovich podcast. Also, just since we're on the topic, can we talk about your little issue that you have? What's my little issue? His little issue is that he gets really into stuff. Like, he is like a kid on Christmas, and then he's completely over it. So... 
with Mike Cernovich's book. He loved it. And Mike gave a list of vitamins. And he went on Amazon and bought all the vitamins. He bought a vitamin case. He bought a vitamin dispenser. I mean, we've got vitamins coming out of our ass. I I think I overdid it. And I didn't. So now I'm... You you think? Yeah. yeah, So now I'm trying... I'm... uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out which ones to take. The little issue, though, is that he always overdoes stuff. So when he decided he was going to get back into working out, he had to get, like, the peds. He had to get the socks, the tights. We've got we've got sweatbands. We've got things coming out of our ears. The everything fitness. So now he's on a meal plan. And we'll get into that more in the show. But he's on this meal plan that's awesome, but he's yeah, but I'm so looking, intense. I'm looking good. Yeah, but you, you've got a fucking lunchbox. Well, I like to I like to keep it official, you know? I like to have my bag. I like to have everything there. I don't like to be like you. You scram. Like, I, I walked into the gym the other day, and you were working out in jeans and Todd's shoes. What the hell's going on we'll with you? We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's a different story. So maybe, maybe my way is better than, you know, you showing up to the gym in uh, black tight jeans that you can't even work out in in your dress shoes. Well, there was a reason for that. but, but for, Penny loafers. <laughs> for you, like, you just get so intense and so into stuff. So now, for the meal plan, we have, like, individual portioned, like, holders. We have strawberries, carrots carefully cut you've messed the kitchen up there's chicken spraying everywhere oil you've got steak cooking you burnt the steak almost yesterday the house almost burned down on fire it's just everything he does have to be has to be so intense it's like you just can't get worse well lucky for you i get like really really into things and then i i, I gear it back you know you don't say you don't say <laughs> So, um, yes. So we also have got a wedding this Saturday, which kind of brings us to the topic of my wedding, our wedding. It's your wedding, huh? Yeah, it's every woman's wedding. Get over it. I have, I have very little to do with it. Oh, thank God. We just finally sent the save the dates out. We're so late. Like, it's ridiculous. And the wedding is, like, very intimate. Like, barely anyone's coming. So we have, like, 40 save the dates. Um, it's basically all our family, and our family's thanking us for finally getting them that information. Um, the good thing about all these workouts and uh, the wedding is Lauren's getting into some pretty good shape. I've been, uh, I've been getting my, uh, I've been getting froggy whenever I can with her. You are so sick. <laughs> Body's uh, been feeling tight. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm doing a lot of different things, which we'll get into in the show, just to prep for the wedding. And as you guys know, I like shared a seven day meal plan, which is just uh, I wrote down what I ate for seven days and gave it to you. And you guys know the workouts that I've been doing for the last two years in the ebook, the Skinny Confidential Bombshell Body Guide. And then I've also incorporated something new, which, like I said, we'll get to in the show. And just all of it together is collectively working. And right now, my main goal is just maintaining my anxiety. Yeah, you've had a lot of anxiety. I'm, so this, do is, you, this is probably going to piss a little bit of people off again. Oh, again, here we go. I think like guys should even think about like, you know, proposing gets girls in that you know gets them in that mode of getting in wedding shape. So if you're looking for that tight bod, like maybe just slam a ring on it, and then you're you're there, you're halfway there. That's a good idea. I'm sick of this thing. If Mike Cernovich said it today on the podcast, he said. If you want to marry a girl, there's no question. You either do or you don't. I'm sick of these guys that are like, do you think I should propose? If you want to marry someone, you want to marry them. If you don't, you don't. I don't think there should be any question about it. And putting a ring on their finger is probably going to get them into the best shape. Yeah, which leads to a lot of frogginess. After the wedding, I'm going to sit like a fat cow in bed and stuff Domino's pizza down my throat with a bottle of champagne. No, you won't. You you don't have that in you. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised. Stuff comes out after the wedding. So yeah, I've been. I have been on the prowl. 
yeah, he's been super creepy and weird. Um, I can't even like move. I'm, I was in a bikini the other day, and I thought you. Were- well, that's because I've been working out a lot too, and so I think the testosterone is is blasting up. No, he's been working out with someone, and we'll talk about that. His legs. And when you work out a man's legs, the testosterone goes crazy. It's animalistic. Is this the first time you've ever worked out your legs? No, but it looks like it. I've always had a rough time getting the legs. Luckily, I wear pants all the time. Yeah. Yeah, your legs are different. I'm all arms. Your legs have gotten good, though. Yeah. They've finally gotten good. So, yeah, you guys know the meal plan has launched. It's on the Skinny Confidential. Um, It's a lot of whole grains and quinoa and lentils and also things that, that like healthy fats and protein and just a lot of goodness. I also share my favorite desserts like raspberries stuffed with dark chocolate chips, my favorite tea, just a lot of different fun, easy stuff that's it's kind of for someone that's always running late because I'm perpetually late as everyone in the in the podcast studio is laughing. And so it's 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 meant for people that are on the go that don't have time um, that just want to tighten up and then um, just combining those with workouts for my wedding and a little other secret tip that we'll talk about yeah and for anybody that's listening the site if you're ready if you want to check it out is members.theskinnyconfidential.com and for any of our listeners we've added in a discount code 20 percent discount code him and her so when you're checking out if you do happen to check out type in him and her for a 20 percent discount code it should have been her and him that's rude that you didn't make it that well <laughs> can't all be perfect So this week was just a lot of working. We're in L.A. now um, doing a little bit more work. Hopefully tonight we can go to dinner. Hint, hint, Michael. Um, Michael did take me to Pets, the movie. It was so cute. We liked it. I, my favorite part's the beginning when they were just like pets being at home. That was the funniest part, but then they kind of lost me. Uh, yeah, but it was still cute. It Kevin was Hart is killing it, though. Was one of them Kevin Hart? Yeah, the rabbit. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. We really liked it. There was a little chihuahua in it, so that was cute. And then we went to a restaurant. Michael, of course, rushed me out of the restaurant because we were running late for the movie. What's new? I feel like my whole life is just late. There's like, an I'm ongoing like joke be- like w- with my friends in college. It's because like one time we went to... I, I cannot be late to movies. I- we know. I- like... If, if anybody knows anything about like me, I airports. hate being late, so I don't know how we've lasted this long. Because if, if you if you weren't late, we would probably never fight. That's probably 98.9% of our fights. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm um, actively working on it, but L.A. certainly doesn't help with the traffic here. I've never seen worse had, in my life. I had like a huge anxiety attack that I was going to be late for pets. And like now that I think about it, I don't know why. Like It probably wouldn't have been a big deal if I missed any of pets. It wouldn't have been a big deal. But, and he, we ordered like entrees and, and appetizers, and when he was rushing the waiter, like, the bartender, was turned off. I know everyone was over him, like bad energy, negative. I was trying to eat my clam pasta. It was a day where I was uh, was eating pasta. I wanted to enjoy it, and he just rushed me out, and it was dreadful. And I didn't even get to finish my pasta. You could probably, it, like, you could probably thank me for making you not no. eat the clam pasta. No, it was delicious. I almost had to get it to go and bring it in the movie theater. So yeah, that was our little date night this week. I can't wait to see what you have up your sleeve for the upcoming week. No, it's your turn. You you have to make the date night this time. So I can't wait to see what you have up your sleeve. Great. Or sleeves. Uh, great. I, I, I love... Challenge accepted. All right. I love it. I, I'll think of something good. I'm thinking maybe Piotti's, which is one of our favorite restaurants in La Jolla. It has the best crack sauce. You love when I eat that crack sauce. 
the crack sauce is 95% garlic, and she scoops it out of the bowl with a spoon. It's meant to be a, a delicate dipping sauce. I pour it she, all over my body. I get it in my salad. I get it with my steak. I get it mixed everywhere. I dip avocado in it. By the time I smell like garlic for like three days, and it's supposed to be date night where you're supposed to be romantic, and you don't even want to come near me. No, I carry a clothespin to bed and it's sleep with It's a great my nose way closed. if you're tired, though, you guys just eat crack sauce. They just won't want to touch you. And Sometimes you're just too tired, you know? Gotta eat some crack Well, sauce. the worst is when you eat all that garlic, and if you sweat, like, it'll come out through your pores, which is disgusting. I'm not a big sweater. Sometimes I am, I guess. If you mix the crack sauce with a couple margaritas, yeah, maybe. Yeah, the tequila maybe. offsets the crack sauce. Um, if you want to make crack sauce at home, it's just red chili flake, lemon, garlic, and I think a little bit of cilantro, and it's so... So good. Piotti's in La Jolla. Okay, well, that's about it. We are going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back with someone who's literally insane in the fitness world. I am so excited to have him on our podcast as one of our first guests. He's really, really made a big difference in Michael and my life, and to be able to share this little gem with you is very exciting. Um, and he's changed Michael's legs. I mean, ugh. They used to be these thin white sticks, and now they're like really strong and sexy and masculine. So I'm on my way. There's that. He's on his way. So we'll be right back. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Okay, and we're back from our little break. Had a little refresher. Got to get our ducks in a row. So I'm really happy to announce, like we were talking uh, last week, we said now we have a studio. We have the capability of having guests on, which I'm really excited about. I don't have to bring them to my shitty shipping warehouse. So today we have our good friend Seth Browning on the show. He has been kicking my ass into shape. Um, He's been kicking Lauren's ass into shape for the wedding. Seth, introduce yourself. Hey guys, I'm Seth Browning, and I'm a personal trainer and a boot camp instructor in L.A., and I'm also a fitness expert. Big you guys, fitness he's expert. being so modest. He's a celebrity fitness expert. Um, he's done so many amazing transformations, and I found him through social media, and I was looking for someone that could help me lift heavier. And not only that, but Seth is almost a uh, kind of life coach, I would say. Um, he's, he's really helped me in a lot of different areas and, and you said it best. You said every trainer needs a trainer. Right. So you even have a trainer. Yeah. I've had two, I have two sometimes at one time, but I have a primary trainer that I see, um, for like photo shoots or when I want to mix it up, when I want to learn new exercises or if I feel like I'm just like lacking inspiration, you know? Yeah. I think that no matter what level you're at, you should, you should always kind of have someone that you look to for guidance. And Seth has kind of become that to me. Um, we do mobile calls like once a week, um, and just talk about meditation, anxiety, um, working out food. And I kind of manipulated Michael. Now, you know, if you remember a few shows back, I was complaining about how I was hating my workout routine, how I, how I work out just to work out just cause I know I have to do it. I was, t- I was telling Seth when I first started training with him, like, I was just so uninspired doing the same workouts, doing the same regime. Like I just needed a change. And ever since I've started working out with him, I've just been fired up. I've been like super into it, doing workouts I've never done before, learning things I've never learned about, like eating healthier, seeing a huge transformation. So you've been pivotal in getting me back in shape, getting my wine pouch out. <laughs> Thank Tell you, us brother. Where, we, where we can find you. 
If someone's out there wants to look for you, tell us your Instagram. Tell us where you like. Where can they find you? Do they need to like reach out, DM you on Instagram? What can they do? Totally. Um, well, they can go to my website www.bodybybrowning.com. They can also find me on Instagram, Sethenator, S E T H E N A T O R. Sexy. <laughs> and then. Um, you know, and then they can find me on Snapchat, which is the most boring Snapchat name ever because they won't let me change it. S Browning seven seven seven. Yeah, and he shows workouts. Um, he's always snapping me when I'm like spread eagle doing like some weird pose. And when Lauren brings her extension hair extensions into the the training session, sometimes we bust them out. And uh, my hair extensions have been in my purse before I've been working out, like the clip in ones, and Seth will put them on and <laughs> run around. So tell us tell us a little about like, tell the readers a little about about yourself. Like, how did you get into training how did you get into fitness like you obviously you've been doing this for a very long time like what is your inspiration behind this industry yeah i mean i feel like when i was in high school i was very like self-conscious and i you know i i felt uncomfortable and i took a weightlifting class when i was like 15 and i just remember really connecting with it and then i just started working on my body at a young age and I, it helped me feel more confident and um you know and just like a little bit easier and then I kind of pursued that as I went along um, I got my first personal training certification when I was like 19 but then I went off to college and did some other things and so I kind of like left that behind but I was always very interested in fitness and then I had this crazy corporate job that like I got so burnt out I was smoking and drinking and eating crap and then I decided to leave that behind and pursue fitness. I said, I want to be a personal trainer. And so I lost a ton of weight and I got more flexible and more healthy and it just changed my life. And I decided that I wanted to kind of like give the gift away. I wanted to make a career out of it. And I've just been kind of following it ever since. You have always told me that what like you get off on is the transformation. Totally. And like explain your transformation just isn't about how you look. Right. Yeah. I'm addicted to transformation. That's what kind of keeps me going because for me, I'm very much like a creative, like an artist. If I get good at something, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to move on. So for me to see someone's life change and get better just drives me crazy. And so I'm constantly strategizing and thinking and trying to motivate them because I have a bigger picture of where they could be. Sometimes they can't see it, but I can see it. And so I just kind of... So where do you see me? I'm going. Where do I see you? It's a perfect question. I see you as a combination of uh, Ryan Reynolds and Brad Pitt and Fight Club. Shit, I got, a, I, I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot Not of work to do. Not with those legs, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking better, man. Yeah. I mean, yesterday we were training. We, we, we were, Lauren, of course, was late to LA, so my training session got cut short. But you had me doing these, what were those things called where you jump? Those were, well, you were doing the cable step-ups, and then you were doing, he was doing jump squats with two cables in his hand. So you have to, it's really challenging. You have to lean forward and really, like, um, use your core so most of the exercises michael does because he has an extensive kind of training background um you have to progress people at all the time so you have to get them out of their comfort zone so for michael 70 percent of his exercises are advanced and this is an advanced one so what would you tell somebody that's just getting into fitness and is just like exploring this world because there's a lot of people i think out there that need a little help like getting started right like maybe they don't know how to train properly uh, men and women and where would you tell someone to start if they're just getting going totally i would say that get a gym membership 
and then you know like look up things online do some cardio you know mess around with the machines but then keep an eye on personal trainers that walk around the gym and look for someone that's smiling focusing on the client really intent attentive to good them, energy good energy and then hire them for six sessions or 12 sessions um Hire them for six sessions, 12 sessions, and just learn a lot. Have them show you how proper form and technique for basic exercises. And that generally gets people kind of going on the right track. So pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on in the environment before you make a decision. I think, too, like you you, you said this before to me, like our energy is really jived. Um, totally. It just, it worked. I think that, that I was at a place where people would, you know, I, I was good, but I want to be in every area. That's just how I am. I want to be great. You're a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist. So, so this touches on people that like, maybe they have a training background like Lauren and I, and what you do is you help them go. Like for me, I was really just, I was just like burnt out, right? Like I was doing the same stuff, getting the same results, like bored as hell in the gym. And working out with you it's like t- taking me to new levels because you've introduced so many new things so what would you tell people that are kind of in a rut training that are kind of like maybe not getting the results they want but think they can they, they'll put in the work they're just not getting those results what would you tell them okay um well the muscles in order to change need to be confused so you have to mix up your workouts so again hiring a trainer i'm not you know I hate to say it, but those are the professionals. So you you can go online to find exercises that are different in the same categories that you want to do. And I'm also a big proponent on carb cycling in terms of food, which is at least 60%, in my opinion, of change. Tell us about carb cycling because this is like a lot of celebrities are doing it. I feel like you've brought this kind of out. I've never heard of this until I met you. Tell us what carb cycling is. Sure. Carb cycling is when you deplete the body of carbs for a very limited amount of time. And then just when the body is getting used to it, you reintroduce the carbs. And then just when the body is getting introduced to the carbs, you take it away. And so what that does is it starts um, getting the metabolism going again from being dormant and then you start burning calories and burning fat so yeah did you guys hear that like he is a big believer in in two days a week of carbs yeah it depends two days a week or so two days a week of no carbs or three days a week of no carbs depending upon who you are and then always only one day a week of carbs and again it's only for a certain amount of time it's not forever yeah i think so sorry let me go ahead (laughs) wow michael that's the first time you've ever let me talk well, hopefully, hopefully now you have something very, very interesting to say. Seth also helps us with our relationship, as you can see, because he talks to me <laughs> on a, a couple times a week and he talks to Michael. So he's kind of a little mediator. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, let's get into the first question because we've got a lot of questions here. Um, and the first question is really exciting. I'll let Michael read it since I'm going to be kind. And um, I cannot wait to talk about this. With well, the, the question is, we, we got a question on Snapchat and it basically was asking Lauren and I, it says, what are your morning routines? But I wanted to also hear your morning routine and see like where we're aligned. So I think what we'll do is like, Lauren, why don't you start answering that question by telling us what your morning routine is and we'll see um we'll see how this goes how gentlemanly of you yeah so this question we get it on snapchat like michael said and when seth told me his morning routine i knew this question was perfect for this podcast because it's very relevant in the wellness space i am very anal about my morning routine first of all if michael wakes me up it has to be like a cat 
like you do not even think about waking me up unless it's like a cat like i have to be pet like like <laughs> slow like I, I i cannot have loud noises like do not do for one time he screamed he screamed at me about something and woke me up and I started bawling crying. There was a, a crazy earthquake a couple of weeks back here in California. I don't know if anybody else felt that, but I woke up in a huge panic because like all the glasses were shaking and like the pictures were falling down and I woke her up and she, she got pissed at me for not waking her up like a cat during an extreme earthquake. No, I, I don't want to be woken up. Like let the earthquake happen. Like I'm, I'm getting my, my rest in. So when I... <laughs> when you wake up in a high rise and the house is shaking and you think you're about to like go down, like... Nope, wake me up like a cat. Sometimes, sometimes you don't get the pet in, you know? I don't care about the circumstances. So I, I like to be woken up very softly. I don't like loud noise in the morning. I'm very specific. Um, and then I, when I wake up, I go straight to the kitchen and I make the Skinny Confidential Detox drink. And it's just basically a lot of water, a little bit of apple cider vinegar, and lemon. And um, for some reason, I think hydration in the morning, first thing for me, is really important. Like, I have to be hydrated. Um, and then after that, I'll put my essential oils on. I love tangerine in the morning. I'll get the bossa nova music going. Again, like, very calm, soft. Hopefully, Michael's in the office by this time. So I have the house to myself. Probably am, because this is probably around, what time? 11? No, it's not. It's at 9. I wake up at 8, by the way. Um, I always make the bed. Every morning. it's For some reason, it sets the tone of my entire day. Very important. And we're not allowed to touch any of the pillows on the bed until... No. You don't touch the decorative pillows. Like I don't, I don't understand how hard that is. Like it's don't touch the pillows. For me to go to sleep, I Seth, I actually get a workout in because I have to remove all of these pillows. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's called living with a woman. My so. biceps are getting huge just from removing the goddamn throw pillows. Yeah. <laughs> While I'm making the bed, I'm listening to a podcast because I am on this really big kick to like gain knowledge while I'm doing tasks that are really boring. So doing my makeup, driving, um, whatever it is, I, I have to be listening to a podcast. So after that, I'll get dressed for the gym. I'll eat my eggs. I normally have eggs, avocado, and strawberries. Thank you, Seth, for the wreck. Um, load some laundry and then um, have a cup of coffee, call my grandma and start my day. Something that's really helped me though, I will say, and I've added this to my morning routine is Seth recommended that I meditate for five to 10 to 15 minutes. Usually I get five minutes in. Well, that's really great that when Seth recommends that to you, you decide to do that because I've been recommending that now for maybe two years. Yeah. Well, I liked the recommendation coming from Seth better. So I'll lay in bed for just five minutes in silence and um, try to sit up actually, not lay because then you don't want to Then you just go back to sleep. So I'll just sit in silence and meditate and that's really helped. But the main thing that's helped, and I think you recommended this to me, Seth, was not checking my emails first thing. Because when I wake up and check my email, it's anxiety, cortisol, is that it, cortisol? Yeah. Right off the shoot. And that is not a way to start the day. So that's why I have this whole routine with oils and music and getting dressed and eating my eggs and Michael's making fun of me. Um, so yeah, that's my morning routine. And really I do it every morning or, I, or just don't wake me up. Do have you have do the it. same morning routine or is yours a little different? Well, I definitely don't do the pillows or whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I have a, I definitely have a morning routine. I feel like your morning routine sets the tone for the rest of your day. Yes. Tell us because I was very intrigued by your morning routine when you told me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get, I'm, you know, most people that know me know I'm a very spiritual person and I'll roll right onto my knees and just like do a quick prayer right when I get out of bed and I'll just express gratitude and then I'll scrape my tongue. 
Um, and then wait, 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 what? Yeah, I use a tongue scraper to get the bacteria off of my tongue that builds up overnight. I that do com- too. That comes after prayer. That comes after prayer. Yeah. Okay. Michael, <laughs> Michael's gonna buy me some tongue scrapers after the crack sauce at Piatti's. I gotta try that crack sauce. That's yeah, great. Go ahead. Okay, so then I drink um, about one to two cups of water to get my metabolism going. I kind of get ready, slather coconut oil everywhere. <laughs> everywhere? Well, just, you know, the skin in my hair. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, you know, um, I'll just kind of burst out the door to get to work and I'll stop at Starbucks. I'll get my grande iced coffee and spinach feta wrap. And then I'll chill in my car and I'll. Um, write a gratitude list and then I'll kind of try to meditate a little bit. Most of the time I think about my clients and I just kind of get quiet and I think about them and then I'll write up their workouts and then I'll just, I'll pray a little bit more and then I'll just go. And, um, and I always generally feel kind of like centered after all that. So what I liked about his morning routine, you guys, is that it's, it's similar to mine and how, what mine's become with your help. Um, tranquil and peaceful and not anxiety first thing in the morning and cell phone and Instagram. Like it's, it's, it's not a good way to set the tone of the day in my opinion. And I know this cause I did it for three years. I woke up with my phone and it just wasn't productive. I have a thought about that. So like people like Lauren and Michael and other really successful, like people that run their own business, they think that meditation will slow them down sometimes and make them less productive. But the truth is it can actually make you more productive because in essence, it makes you more efficient. It helps you kind of slow things down a little bit, make better decisions. I think No, it's funny. It's just like I meditate every morning and it's, I, I wake up earlier than Lauren and then I go and it's funny that where I meditate, I go in our closet and it's like my place to have a little like meltdown reset. I go in there, it's dark. It's like a cave. I lay on the floor I meditate for 10 minutes the dogs are running around and then I get you know it, it just kind of like resets me and, and gets me in a place where I'm like okay no matter what's going on no matter how busy I am no matter how chaotic things are like this is my place to reset and like analyze it and then disconnect from it a little bit as well and then just get going and so I, I, I start every day with that and then also, I think when you're starting a day, I think it's really important to get your, your mind going. Like, uh, I, I try to read something every single morning. I know a lot of people, you know, they go on their phones and they answer emails. I, I really try to, like, read something on hardcover, like a, a newspaper, something that gets me thinking, gets me engaged, gets me connected to the world. And from there, like, either, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, it, my morning routine is simple. Like, once I've done that, coffee work, work out, whatever it is. Like as long as you're getting your mind in a good place to be able to take on whatever's going on that day, I just, I think it makes all the difference. So I couldn't agree more. hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree. I read this book called the miracle morning and, um, it's just about waking up an hour before you're supposed to and using each 15 minute block is something productive. So it sounds like yours is like prayer and meditation and you have your, th- your, your thing that you, you do at Starbucks. Like my, like I have, I have blocks and segments and I a hundred percent give myself an hour to just get in the groove. I'm a night owl. So, um, so the morning does have to dictate the entire day and it's so important I think in with any successful person to really really think about the way you're going to start your day and your mornings and I've as the older I get the more I realize that I, I just got to have careful. another thing to say about meditation because I recommend it to all my clients most of my clients are very successful and very stressed out and one of the main um comments that I hear and especially from myself is I can't meditate or my I fall asleep or my mind wanders or mainly I suck at meditation and the only meditation that sucks is the one where you don't do it 
Mm-hmm. So you just try your best. I mean, half the time I'm frustrated when I meditate. I feel like, oh, am I getting anything out of this? Even five minutes for me, even if I'm thinking about things half the time, for some reason I feel like my I'm a little bit more centered and clear after that. Yeah, absolutely. It totally clears your head. But it is hard. It's hard, but you just have to try it. Oh, it's so hard. You just try it daily, and it doesn't have to be perfect at all. It can suck. What's so, a tip out there for someone that like wants to start meditating? So for me, so you can be quiet. You can be quiet and just listen to your breath, which is the gold standard for meditation, and just try to clear your mind. I actually do a um, a specific guided meditation and visualization manifestation um, thing for thirty minutes. Wow, that's pretty, that's intense. That's super intense. Speaking of your clients, um, like you said, you have you have a lot of high level clients. How has I think a lot of, we have a lot of like, people in the health and wellness space because that's where Lauren started. And there's a lot of questions coming in on like how has building your personal brand helped you with your business, like, getting these types of clients, finding these people. Yeah, I think you know when you run your own business, like as a personal trainer, you have to constantly um, advertise in some way. So I'm constantly putting out you know workouts of the day or fitness tips or trying to find out what's relevant or what's in the moment and on all social media platforms and um i try to be mindful of what are people really interested in right now or what are they struggling with and what happens is is that people will just kind of come to me and they'll say i read your stuff and i'm like wow people listen and read to my stuff i can't believe it you know and that's just kind of how it is so i think when you're out of sight you're out of mind you know it's funny when people come to you we i was talking to lauren because lauren started training with you first and then i think she convinced you to work with me and for a while you were hesitant you thought you were gonna have to fire me really uh, no that. yeah you know, that's in your head no yeah, that's in your head before, yeah. before we met no 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 that's not how it went we we had a, a planned like kind of to oh that's what lauren you. told me that's what lauren told me because oh, i think right? she was trying to kick me into gear like saying like i i, I had to i had to make sure that i put in the work yeah. yeah. No, I kind of manipulated him into getting with you because I knew Michael's the type of person that the if I know something's going to work, if I put him in the situation once, it completely becomes his idea and he loves it. So he worked out with Seth once and fell in love. Like it just took one time. Yeah. I mean, Michael came in super open-minded and humble and just did exactly whatever you asked him. He's like, boom, boom, boom. Very focused. You give Michael some direction. He'll go and do it 100% and then be like, what's next? Ideal client. Well, you know what it is, is like, I I talk about this all the time, like people complaining or people not being open to new things. Like when I started training with you, I was like, listen, this is stuff I haven't done before. It's a person I've never met. Um, But he's obviously like has the background. He's gotten people a lot of good results. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to tough through whatever you throw at me. And And I think that's what I try to incorporate into anything I do. But, you know, with you, the first day when you started throwing those weights and my legs were shaking, I was like... I, I really have to get through this. Like this is, and it was more about proving to you that I could do it and proving to myself. So it was, it, it was definitely like a, a challenge that like I, I wanted to rise to. You came in with those little chicken legs. Yeah. They were like shaking like a leaf on that leg press. Little, I thought they were going to snap. Hey, little they were like legs. little twigs, little twigs. Me on the other hand, I came in in jeans and uh, loafers the other day cause I was running late and I said, should I change into leggings? And you said, no, we'll do it in jeans. Lauren is also the ideal client. I mean, most people mm. that I put, on a you know a squat rack will approach with a little hesitancy and she is just like out the gates too she just runs for it goes to it she doesn't second second guess it lauren is a blast to train 
And I do want to say something really quick and get it out there to, get it out there. to the listeners. You know, so Lauren and Michael have a lot of followers, a lot of fans, and I will tell you guys that um, they are one of the few public figures I know that are exactly the same in person as they are in their social media. Oh, sad. Totally, and they're even more dynamic That's in nice. person. They are so sweet and humble, and they're very um, grateful. Thank you. Very That's grateful. Very, very so you guys nice. should know that about them. No, I think, you know, thank you for that compliment. I think... Like when I started, when I came onto Lauren's brand and started helping her a little bit, and we started this podcast, I said, "Listen, the only way this is going to work is if I can be myself, because I don't, I, I just know I'm, I'm not good any other way. So sometimes I say things that offend people. Sometimes I'm a little out there, but just know whatever I say comes from the heart, and it's like it's a 100% true representation of me. Wow. Um, okay. Well, I think that I just want to hit on a little bit. We won't tell them too much, but Seth has some things in the works. Him and Michael are making some plans for something fun that's going to continue his brand. Um, so be sure that you guys are following him on Instagram because he'll announce that soon. Um, they're doing something where if some of you guys don't live in LA or you don't have access to LA, you'll be able to kind of get into Seth's brain and learn how to be a badass because I definitely feel like I've tightened up big time. Yeah, you look amazing. Yeah, so we just we just started working together, and I what I do when I work with anybody is I send them like a brand profile. So um, it's it's basically a document and um, a framework of like who you are, what your brand's about, who you're trying to reach. It really zones in on like the core values, everything. How did you feel filling all that out? It was exciting, and it was also challenging too because you have to kind of like look at yourself in a different light. You know what I mean? And you have to try to you know, go out of your comfort zone. And, and It makes you get deep. It makes you get deep. And there was a few times where I felt stuck. And then I went back to you guys and I was like, here it is. And you guys are like, we're not done yet. We need more. And I was like, oh, man, what else do I say? You really got to figure out what your brand is and who your client is and who and picture who, who you're, who you're going to present this to and really dig deep and figure out your brand. But I will tell you, I did approach my business different the next day. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Because whenever I consult with any businesses, um, whether it's a personal brand or an established you know, brand or company or whatever it is, I think when I have them do that work, it forces them to be realistic with themselves and with their what their actual business is and who they're actually servicing. And so that's why I always like to start it there because now that you've done that, do you feel more confident, less confident with the direction of your brand and the direction of your business? A hundred percent. I mean, I felt like I needed to just serve everyone and appeal to like the mass audiences. And my sister Faith is like one of the top career coaches in the world. And one of the things she talks about is you're not supposed to make your brand for everybody. You're supposed to be very specific and you're supposed to have an ideal client in mind because that's going to match exactly who you can help. And that's what you guys came back to me and reminded me that of. And so now I feel a lot more pumped about it. Totally. Yeah. I think we were just, like I said, on Mike Cernovich's podcast this morning, and we were talking about how important it is to really find your niche of a client and to even write down who you're selling to, not even selling, who you're presenting your brand to, um, and what they look like and what they wear and what they, what their hobbies are and, and, you know, what social media platforms they use and just zone in so much. I think that people that want to capture everyone, that's a slippery slope. And I think that you and Michael are creating something fun. And I also want to ask Michael on air. I've not asked him this privately. We'll see what he says. 
I think you should do a blog post on the brand profile that you sent Seth. Like, I think you should should share that information that you've asked Seth with with people that are trying to build a brand on Skinny Confidential. Like, no, I, I have ideas for how I want to present all the information. Like, you know, because a lot of this stuff that I have has just been stuff that I've kept to myself. And when I work with brands or work with companies, um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to present this in some kind of blog post or some kind of form. But so I am working on it. Um, my team's helping me with it. I'll probably consult with you on it yeah it would be fun to have like a sheet on the skinny confidential where you guys could print it out and you could fill it fill it out for yourselves and talk about your own brand on this sheet um the same one that seth filled out because what's important in any business and this doesn't just apply to social media uh, personalities or trainers or bloggers or whatever it is like every business needs to know what who what and who they're servicing like which bit what business they're actually in who the real customers actually are what the values of their brand are and um it's funny how you know i'll work with people and it's it's funny how off base a lot of these companies or, or businesses are they just they haven't put in the time to really think about it they kind of just launch something out there or they but, haven't evolved no it's not that they haven't evolved it's, it's a lot of people really like they have a really great idea and they want to get it out to the world immediately and they haven't really put in the time to think like okay who am i actually selling this to and what is the value of this business like what are our core values so i think a lot of time when these questions get answered it gives people a clear direction of how they're supposed to run their business and how they're supposed to launch and get their message out there so so that's that's just where we start every time we consult with somebody, and I'm excited to start consulting with Seth. Yeah, I think even if you already have a brand, though, like what, what I meant by Evolve is is if you have a brand, you can even look at the brand profile and, and put and implement what the brand is and look at it and, and make sure it is evolving and it is you know hitting the times and whether it needs to be on Snapchat or, or Twitter or just making sure that it's up to date and it is where it should be. So hopefully we'll get that on the Skinny Confidential. So last question on this. For any... For anybody else in your industry in the health wellness space training, wh- what would you tell them? Like, what's a, what's a good place to get started? How how can they develop their personal brand? How can they get clients? Like, in your experience, what is the best way to go about that? In the beginning, you got to give it you got to give it a, give it away a little bit in terms of complimentary, right? So, give a, if get out fitness tips on one of the big ways that I built my my business was Facebook, and I would put out what was called Free Tip Tuesday. And so I would do a tip on supplements or um, food or lifestyle or definitely exercise every week on Tuesday and people would read it and get engaged and then they would start looking at me as like a fitness expert. And then I would put on social media, you know, um, like an exercise and people would mimic it and stuff. So give them away a little bit for free. And I've got to be honest with you. When I first moved to LA, I had $300 in my pocket and I came from orange County and it was sink or swim. I was at Equinox and they don't give you clients right away. So there were some high profile people or people I knew that knew people. I'm like, look, I'll give you a session for free. I just want you to see what it's like to work out with me. And then that was kind of history. It's so interesting how you say this. Cause this is, Everything that me and Lauren talk about is give value for free at first. Don't ask for something in the beginning. And like you said, I mean, it's a struggle in the beginning. You take a lot of t- it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. But that's how you build trust. That's how you build authenticity. That's how you build uh, brand awareness. Like you're not just going to start at the top. And I think you know patience and persistence and giving value in the beginning of any business is always a formula for success. So- I have to say one more thing about personal training and and that advice portion or a suggestion have a specialty 100% have one thing that you do that no one else can do as good as you I know a guy that was a former acrobat and became a trainer 
and I, I, you know, I personally didn't think that on a on a training level it was everything that I would do. But his he incorporated acrobatics into his thing, and he just became one of the most successful trainers I knew. Everybody wanted to try it. I picked TRX as my specialty for the first two years, and you know it's evolved from that. But people came to me that really wanted to do TRX. So find one thing that people will come to you for. It's so funny you're saying Smart. all this because like it's it's and it's really interesting for me to listen to and watch because everything we talk about on this show is just being unique, offering value, having something different than everybody else, and. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing to see like somebody with your level of success say the same thing. I mean, it, it just proves the point. Yep. Find a niche. Write it. All right. Next question. So we've we, we've been talking a lot about mental toughness, and um, Lauren's been dealing with a little bit of a struggle in her own life, and she's it's it's been a little rough on her. So I started talking about mental toughness the other day, and I want to touch a little bit on it. But I wanted to first I wanted to let Lauren's brush on a little bit and then i also want to hear seth i want to hear your take on how big a part mental toughness plays into training and fitness um my take on mental toughness is i think it has to do a lot with discipline um i'm going through something right now with a family member that's just really devastating and this isn't the first time by the way i've gone through something devastating with a family member um i don't like to talk about it on my blog because it's not just about me it's it's about someone else and it's someone else's story and i can't tell someone else's story i can only tell my own and my own story and my own experience and you know to to talk about other family members it just isn't my story but i am going through something that's upsetting right now and what i've found is discipline and 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 mental toughness like michael says and just really putting my blinders on and trying to stay in my own lane and and get up and and work through it has been very helpful i think that if you let yourself fall into that depression and the sadness and being upset it does no one any good and i just wrote a blog post on it and it says like worrying's like a rocking chair it gets you nowhere and it, it really does get you nowhere you're just rocking back and forth so i'm just really really trying to practice mental toughness right now and working out and keeping sane intervals are really helping with my anxiety seth has me on um you i do like 20 minutes try to every day one minute on one minute off running like 6.5 and up walking 3.0 so that's helped as well do you find that intervals are helpful for mental toughness, Seth? Well, 100%. I mean, research has shown that cardio can um, lift, help lift depression and can be very effective for depression. A lot of people in the fitness world are saying, don't do cardio, don't do cardio, just weights, 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 weights. Um, and muscle does burn fat, and I 100% advocate strength training, but you can't underestimate the value of cardio. I mean, there have been times where I have felt like, what's the point and i can't go on and there's like too many i'm so stressed out and there's so many problems and i'll go to the gym and i'll do interval sprints for 20 minutes and i'll leave and i'll be like forgot what my problem was it's crazy you guys these 20 minute sprints i was i was upset about something and i was crying on the treadmill as i was doing the sprints and i got off and i instantly felt better i don't know what it is about those intervals like can you explain it to us and i will say that when lauren started with me she was particularly down about her body she was down about a few things because Lauren has so much stress. She's such like a badass and such an entrepreneur that, you know what I mean? And now she's just like with it and she does these intervals and I've seen how like much 
you know what I mean? You're so like vibrating. It's such a good energy. So I think that they're very helpful for you. Yeah. Especially if you guys have anxiety, I swear to God, it's helped me so much. Yep. So much doing intervals. If, if you're feeling depressed right now and you're listening to this podcast, go get your ass on a treadmill and do intervals for 20 minutes and then snap me. And if you don't feel better, I, I will not believe it. So what is an interval? An interval is... A period where you go um, at a moderate pace and then a period where you go at a very fast pace and you alternate back and forth. So, for example, one minute of a power walk, walking as fast as you can immediately into a 30-second sprint as fast as you can and then back to a minute power walk, back and forth, back and forth to get your heart rate going. And then you end it about after, you know, 20 minutes. In my opinion, it's important not to go past 20 minutes. It's too hard on your knees. I agree. Yeah, and for, you know me. If, if any of you follow me on Snapchat, I, I'm assuming some of you do, but not all of you do. Um, I, I started talking about mental toughness the other day. I've been reading a lot about it, and I've been trying to practice it in my own life. And human beings are one of the only species that have the capability to actually make cognitive decisions. You know, we're not like animals. And really, to me, mental toughness is making the decision that no matter what, and when I say no matter what, I know that covers a broad range of things and that can sound extreme, but no matter what, you've made the decision that whatever life throws at you, you're going to be mentally tough. So I had a question come back and someone said, well, what if you decide to be tough this week, but then like you feel down next week? I said, listen, this is not a short-term decision. This is, this is a permanent decision. If you've made the decision in your life, Listen, no matter what happens, I'm going to be mentally tough and I'm going to gut through it and just power through whatever happens. That, that That's what you need to do. I mean, it may take 10 years for things to turn around, but if you've made that decision, it's going to make things a lot easier. And what I've found about uh, on this topic is when you make that decision, you you start to think more clearly. Um, you start to be able to make those good decisions to pull you out of whatever rut you're in. It's just the people, like there's two types of people. The people that won't make that decision and really fall into it and sink into a dark place and the people that say, listen, no matter what, I'm making the decision that I'm going to power through it and I might have to suffer for a while, but I'm going to get through it. I mean, if you, whatever station you are in, in your life, just know there's somebody out there that would be begging and wishing they had your life, right? There's a lot of people out there that have it really tough. And once once you know those things and you and you think like that, it's it's, it's really difficult to get down. And I know... You know, there's a, there's extreme cases where things happen, but it, it, the same advice applies. Make the decision to be mentally tough, and then you're tough for life. So I guess we'll end it on that. Be mentally tough. Be a badass. And be patient. Do intervals, right, Seth? That's right. Eat your greens. And work out your legs so you don't have chicken legs and you can get some testosterone up. <laughs> Eat broccoli. Oh, he loves broccoli. Oh, my God. I, I, Broccoli's I'm, coming out of my ears. I'm basically a broccoli <laughs> plant at this point. Yeah, Seth loves broccoli, you guys. Um, so, yeah, eat your broccoli. And obviously, make sure you subscribe to the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. We are going to have Seth back a lot. So tell us where they can uh, where they can find you. Yeah, so they can find me on uh, my website, bodybybrowning.com. Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Seth Browning, um, and then Instagram, Sethinator. Ooh. And once we get this brand profile going, we're going to get this all cleaned up so we won't have so many channels. We're going to, there's going to be one Uh-oh, thing. He's already micromanaging. Uh, let's you. do this. Get I'm ready. super pumped to work with Michael. So, yeah, subscribe to our podcast, rate and review us. We will see you next week and be excited because Seth will be on again soon. And you can always catch him on our Snapchats kicking the shit out of us in the gym. Yeah. That's right. Thank you guys for having me on. Thank you guys. I got to eat my strawberries. Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app.